I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. I'm feeling, uh, feeling pretty Christmassy at the moment. Good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hit me quite early. Has it? Yeah, but I'm, I'm loving it. I'm uh, looking forward to that. You've unwrapped your golden bell. How dare you tell anyone that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been bought... Uh, Saru works on the show, has bought us all a golden chocolate bell. So I, AKA I'm, the poisoner, just saying. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that's a thought. Yeah, you mm. can't. You couldn't get anything into a lint golden bell, surely. She's Maybe good. a syringe. <laughs> so, um... There is the syringe. Do you remember the man who put mercury into oranges in one of the supermarkets? Went around, he had mercury in his uh, no, hypodermic. No, there been a Mars bar poisoner one year, but I can't remember either. The Mars bar poison. How did he oh, get I was through a fan the sealed wrapper? I like the polonium poisoner, but that's just me. The what? Polonium poisoner. <laughs> What's polonium? Oh, it's a deadly substance. It was yeah, a Russian what? spy incident. Oh, is this mm. the dude that did... Yeah. Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sushi, oh, all the, I love a bit of poison and nostalgia. <laughs> What a great way to start the Christmas show. If you want to text us about anything, um, <laughs> including Poisoners, um, we're on 8, 12, 15. <laughs> what else? I'll tell you what I'm going to... I'm going I'm to have a game. At, do you know Commonwealth Roulette? Do you ever play that? No. Be, just before the Queen's speech, you all have a bet on how many mm. times she's going to say Commonwealth. All right. Put your money on it. I'm going for four this year. I'm going for the big one. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've never known her do more than four, but um, three she'll hit on a regular basis. Mm. Right. She's the only person who knows that the, or even cares about the Commonwealth anymore, so I always, I always look forward to it. I don't think people from the Commonwealth... I suppose we're from the Commonwealth. What mm-hmm. do we care about it? Mm. OK. <laughs> we sure are. So, um... Thanks, Ben Elton. Yeah. <laughs> got, a bit, got a bit political. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, um... I was driving uh, through Waterloo the other day, which is uh, in Lovely. London. Not the... Uh, I don't know where the original Waterloo is, where the battle was. Mm. So, I don't know. One feels it should be France, but it probably isn't. Yeah, mm. I wanted to say France, but yeah, I well, it's that foolhardy. You know, it'd be one of those you think, oh, that should be, and then you'll find it somewhere I'll in I bet there. someone will let us know. Oh, Maybe God, you, you, can bet, you can bet on that. And um, I saw that the girl with the dragon tattoo... Poster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no desire to see that whatsoever. No. Before uh, you said poster, I thought you meant pedestrian. <laughs> what the, no, I saw, I saw the girl with the dragon tattoo poster, which is a massive poster, mm. with a lady on it, who I didn't know, and um, Daniel Craig. Yes. The, oh, uh, yeah. The blonde Bond. And I said to the person in the car, oh, I, I can't stand Daniel Craig. And they said, really, why not? And I thought, well, actually, it's a good question. Why don't I like Daniel Craig? And then I remembered that he um, he goes out with Rachel Weisz. He's married her. Has he married her? With some uh, decorum, like they did it quite discreetly. Quite just you sound disapproving, normal. Cockrell. No, you no, no, your, was, your showbiz lifestyle. I am approving. It's quite the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he... Uh, and I don't know if you remember, uh, regular listeners might remember, she took my cleaner away. My cleaner left me because Rachel Weiss offered her extra hours. 
Oh, well, that happened to me the other week. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> How many hours are you doing for an hour? <laughs> no, it's, it's a terrible thing. Cause, uh, and, that, and then I think what I, I sort of assumed, that it, it coincided with the Daniel Craig relationship, so I just think he's, he's, he's messier. All oh, right. So yeah. as a result mm-hmm. of his um, untidiness around the house, I lost my cleaner. And I never I d- knew I'm, this story about this. Yeah, and I never realised uh, oh, that's really hit hard. I've always thought he's he's um, he's a very serious character. Yes, and and t- it seems to me that Rachel needs fun in her life. You know what I'm saying? Well, if that's the case, she's backed the wrong horse, and quite <laughs> she, quite seriously, she's married him. <laughs> yeah, she has backed the wrong horse. I, I, if I went out with her every, every morning, I would I would start the day by going Rachel Vice, Rachel Vice. Every morning you greet oh, me. I would, every morning I would do that. Oh. And yeah, it's hard though. It's crept up on me that 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 dislike for him because he hasn't really done anything. Right. You know, you can't. Directly I suspect blame she's him. got her hands very full with him. Do you think so? <laughs> he just seems like he'd be bring... on those photos in those trunks. No, he seems like he'd be quite particular about how his colognes are laid out. I think yes. Oh, yeah. He seems the type. Oh, but he's Do got a super neat wardrobe. You know he's not really Bond, don't you? He's an actor. No, but I bet he's a man who brings his gadgets home, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I didn't even go and see him in Cowboys and Aliens, which is... I mean, that's two of my favourite things in the whole world for a film to be about, is Cowboys mm-hmm. and Aliens, and I still didn't go, because Daniel Craig... It's like if there was a film called Piccolily and Jesus. <laughs> you know, things I love. <laughs> and uh, I still didn't go then. It's, it's, it's sad, really. Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. Creep with radio. No, it wasn't Creep with radio, it was radio with Creep. I just say, <laughs> Frank has eaten some of his chocolate bell and has got a bit of a blood sugar rush yeah, going exactly. on, so I think it's affected his and concentration. It is, it is a bit early. I'm about to crack open the after eight. Oh, it goodness. is after eight. It is this after is eight. Yeah, they don't specify. There's no PM on that box. No, no, I'm just... These are called after eight uh, Pete Doherty specials, which means you have them after eight a.m. because you've been out mm. partying all night, which oh, I was. Well, breakfast. not all night. Bit of comedy awards action. That's all you're going to hear about it. Oh. Um... <laughs> Frank, we've had a... Well, t- there's some awards last night. <laughs> some the comedy, comedy awards. Award. Oh, that passed me by completely. <laughs> Sorry, you were I saying. like that I'm the only non-comic and I was the only one there. <laughs> oh, you like that, do you? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like? What? Um, I don't know. Well, radio? Not, not Daniel Craig. <laughs> you love radio. You love radio. <laughs> yeah, not Daniel Craig, no, that's Frank, quite right. we were talking about who's your fave poisoner, or what's your fave form of <laughs> I poisoning. I don't think we said who's your fave... We said if there's anything about poisoning, that's anything who's okay. your favourite poisoner. That could be a very strange texting indeed. Actually, well, I like it. Let's do it. 540. Um, he was ex-KGB fellow Alexander Litvinenko. This is the polonium chap. Polonium B2 is a highly radioactive isotope. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> you see, he was a bit stand, didn't he? Put it in sushi or something. I liked yes. that. Was it an Albanian man who had a sl- small ball bearing in the end of the umbrella? Do you remember that poisoning? No, one? that was some film you saw. No, no, it was a real incident. They were, walk- they were walking, I think, through London and he bodged this bloke in the leg with his umbrella. Did he? And the bloke thought, oh, that's a bit sore. That's going to scab over. And he was dead within... Um, are you However, sure this is Yeah, not- I'm sure that, again... Uh, <laughs> it I sounds bet you- like a John le Carré novel. No, I'm sure it's true. I mean, you, you, uh, 
Great. Perhaps I'm at that stage in my life where fact and fiction have merged into one. But um, I don't think... I'm pretty sure that... I'm sure that's true. I remember seeing a picture of the tiny ball bearing with holes in to, to, to oh. do a time-release the poison. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Very clever. Frank, we've also had a query in. Um, you were talking about how you'd gone off Daniel Craig. Mm. And Yvette in West Brom says, who do you loathe the most, Frank? Daniel Craig or Sir Bob? Sir Bob. Okay. Um, <laughs> cleared that up then. No, what I was on about, I, I mean, it's not very rational, my dislike of um, Daniel Craig. Whereas. So Bob no. stole Frank's yeah. popcorn, in oh, yeah, case anyone is Don't unaware. bring that up. Okay. Um, he didn't, he tried to. Yeah, he tried I found to. him off. Mm. Um, I don't think he was off to give it to the third world, let's put it that way. <laughs> but um, I had to, Mick Hockner was another bloke who, you know, I, I had no feelings about him yeah. either way. And then I, uh, I was sitting on the same table as him at uh, Shelby's event and I was uh, singing a, a hymn. Mm. Um, do you know that one? Riches I heed not, nor man's empty praise. No. I sang it all the way through the Comedy Awards. It was on the telly <laughs> last night. <laughs> <laughs> but I was singing that, and he said, "Oh, I'm thinking of uh, using that tune in a uh, in a track in an album track. Using that and messing about with it." I said, "No, you were." I said, "I've just sang that, and now you've had that idea, and oh. now you're claiming it's an idea that you already had a kick in." Some may say confrontational, <laughs> but it just struck me that way. And he gave me a real. Um, it's hard to tell when he's giving you a sour look, <laughs> but it, it, it did. He looks like it. You know that game that you play on... Um, is it bonfire, that, when you go hap- apple docking? Yeah. Apple bobbing. He looks like he's done that in a chip shop in the deep fat fryer. <laughs> Conversely, though, great hair. Um, Red. Frank, I, I too turn... Has he got great hair now? No, I was being very unpleasant. Oh. Uh, uh, Frank, what? I sometimes turn against a celebrity. Hmm. As you know. Yes, but I'm, I think if you've been out with them, it's all right. No, I can't discuss that without <laughs> legal representation. <laughs> of course not. Um, but let's say more in everyday life, I once turned against Eric Bristow. Oh, <laughs> the crafty cockney. Yeah. I was at um, the World For Darts Championships. listeners, yeah, he's a dart player, yeah. I was at the World Darts Championships in Alexandra <laughs> Palace. Were you? Yes, I did go. I watched Phil the Power Taylor. Um, big fan of his, yeah. Mm-hmm. Eric Bristow... You still seem to be really. It's just like Marie Antoinette having a dairy behind uh, the Palace of Versailles (laughs) so she could be with the people. How did this occur? I like darts sometimes. You love the arrows, don't you? You love the arrows. I I love the arrows. Okay, fair enough. Um, A few pints. No, what I noticed at the World Arts Championship, you can't buy one pint. Oh, right. You can't do that. I went to ask for some beer, and they just gave me this huge sort of carrier. That's, how you, like... that's how you order at the World Arts. <laughs> Can I have some beer? <laughs> they just pick a number. It was a minimum of about <laughs> three pints. Oh, good. Anyway, Were you dating Cliff Lazarenko. Oh. No. Okay. Um, anyway, Eric Bristow was there, and I saw a man, nice chap, and he went over to him and he wanted an autograph for his son. And Eric Bristow said, "I only sign books." Oh. And I thought, what? what any particular books? But he only signs copies. He won't do autographs unless you present him with a copy of his book. Oh, right. So and I thought, you, what a nasty yeah, piece yeah. of work. Especially oh, 12 Eric. quid for an autograph, mm. isn't it? Oh, exactly. he, might, he might have just been having a bad night. If any of our um, listeners, by the way, have taken against celebrities for no good reason... I mean, that is quite... That's a fair reason. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thinking irrational, really. Okay. Because, I mean, the, the hot nailian active, the thing that happened... <laughs> 
the Hockney Alien incident. Um, <laughs> Hockney Alien. I mean, he, you know, he might he might well have been telling the truth. I just got. It's like when I saw I saw Jeff Capes on uh, Jim Jim or Fix It many years ago, <laughs> and someone had to make him a fried breakfast. That was their part. Of the, they, I think they had to be like his training team, his mother and daughter, and the mother made him a fried breakfast. And uh, I remember there was a lot of bread on him, a lot of toast. He ate all that. He's a piggish man, and um, he ate it. <laughs> And he said, well, you know, it was all right. And I thought, <laughs> oh, come on. She's on yeah. Jim will fix it. You could, I mean, you're Jeff Capes. It's not like, you're, you know, you've got a delicate taste buds about <laughs> so it. To you, it's just like putting coal on a fire. Just get, say, be nice about it. And that put me off. I've been a fan of his before. Next time I saw him, I thought, I hope you dropped that fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and to hell with the environment. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. The outside world has been calling. Mm. Oh, has it ever? Oh, yeah. Well, we've had a couple of texts in. We were talking about your irrational hatred of Daniel Craig. Uh, not hatred. I said I've just found <laughs> that I've taken against him, and I can't... I did eventually work out why. I'm glad okay. we've clarified that, though, because yeah. I don't like the idea of broadcasting that we hate people. I no. no. I don't hate anyone. But you've turned against no. him, partly because his wife, his now wife, stole your clean. Well, I think yeah. completely <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> Um, so five seven four. I hate John McCrurick, or oh, however yeah. you spell it. They've said with, with contempt. Mm. I would say, yeah, um, only because of his mutton chops. Well, it's. I think that's quite a compliment to hate him only for that. Mm. I, uh, <laughs> I, um, funnily enough, I got interviewed by Kevin Bridges the other day. You know, the uh, Kevin Bridges, oh, yeah. the comic, mm-hmm. and he was talking about people he'd been excited to meet in his life, and the list was me and John McCrurick. <laughs> yeah, so um, I feel that me and me and McCrurick are forever um, joined together now, in eternity. Extraordinary bed- bedfellows. Yes. I'd call the documentary you're both currently making. <laughs> yeah. No, it's actually a series in which we uh, travel around the country um, examining um, beds. <laughs> Carry on. Bedfellows. We've had some texts in as well, haven't we, Cockwell? Re- the umbrella assassination. Yes, ball bearing an umbrella was a Bulgarian, Georgi Markov. S- uh, Georgi Markov! Of course! Wrong. I think he now presents uh, Sky Sports News. <laughs> <laughs> and went out with um, Ant, or, yeah. or Deck, no, Deck. Yeah. And That's rumour so it, it was ricin, highly toxic, a minuscule dose is required. Now I remember, it's all coming back to me. See, you yeah. guys thought I'd made that up. Yeah, it's great. Mm. He who laughs last. Yeah. <laughs> As I think he said when he brodged it in. What a brilliant thing to do. I mean, if you're going to poison someone, a, a ball bear in the end of an umbrella, it don't get any better than that, does he? Mm. Yeah, Sarah's making notes in the corner. <laughs> That's weird. Yes, yeah, Sarah's our resident poisoner. <laughs> We've also had a rather curious sighting. Uh, the curious incident of the cockerel at the Ritz, I'm going to call it, Frank. Cockerel <laughs> at the Ritz is... That, yeah, that's a great... I love that. Mm. That's a sequel to uh, Benjamin Button. Exactly. <laughs> this is from 390. I was at the Ritz the other week, and cock who should be bedecked in beige on the balcony, but none other than in, the cockerel? In beige? I just beige. Don't, I don't think I've got any beige, but I like the idea that I'm walking about the Ritz like Hannibal Lecter at the end of the film, where he's, <laughs> he's got a Panama hat on and he's walking through crowded streets. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm Silence doing that. Silence the cockerels. <laughs> 
Are you, are you, are you saying it wasn't you? I don't know, unless it's someone... I mean, you don't know. You must have known whether he was in the Ritz in oh, no, I wasn't in the Ritz, but I think, you know, I am sometimes <laughs> in, in posh beige. Park Lane bits of uh, of that there, London. Oh, uh, indeed. Yes, indeed. In uh, in my role as entertainer. Uh, well, it's, like, it's like Lady Chatterley's <laughs> offer, isn't it? The comedy version. <laughs> the gamekeeper gets into the posh house. It does always feel like Oliver Twist when I'm in those buildings. But, but no, I don't I think I wear beige either. They might have... Mm. Just, uh, or perhaps I am wearing beige. I am a bit colourblind. I just maybe what I think is black tie is a beige suit. <laughs> oh God, that's that's colourblindness gone through I'm the off ceiling. The charts, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's very strange. Frank, um, I'd also like to share. I went off Ken Hom once. Ken Hom, the uh, the cook. Yes. Did you? Mm. Why? I've always well, I'll tell you why. Uh, my father used to work at the BBC, mm-hmm. and when I was a kid, he'd take me round in the school holidays. You know, I'd, I'd just hang out at the BBC, really. Um, <laughs> and I could chat with the uh, Director General. Lovely. And I remember going round, and he said, I'll go and look. You know, I used to look in the studios at things that were being filmed. Ken Holm was recording. I walked in, he dropped, smashed an egg, came out with a Category C expletive. Oh, dear. Yes. Um, and I went off him. I just it altered my opinion of him ever since. Oh. Yeah, you see, but mine again, mine is an irrational thing. Yours are just <laughs> a list of grudges. <laughs> that is quite irrational. He's yeah, allowed to I swear. If any of us drop a, drop an egg, we're allowed to swear. Especially, yeah. I mean, Ken Hom, who, who values food more highly than him? That's this week's texting. Yeah. <laughs> who values food more highly than Ken Hom? Ken Hom. <laughs> Feed any yoga enthusiasts. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. So, Frank, uh, we've solved the mystery of the curious incident of the cockerel at the Ritz. The curious incident? Yes. Yes. We've had a text in uh, from 932. It was probably the Ritz in Manchester. They have a balcony. Yes, they do. And a grab a granny night, he's added. And it was me. And I, I don't think of Great the jacket breakfast. as... Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think of it as uh, beige. I think of it as, uh, as like a brown leather jacket. But as I've just pointed out, Tan, you've gone from yeah. wearing a suit at the Ritz to wearing a leather jacket in Manchester. It does yeah. feel much more real life, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I feel it has, it has swung, the lens has swung back to uh, the real world. So that you, was you. I'll tell you what, I uh, I think I'm starting to hate John Cleese. I just, oh, no. I know, I know, big comedy legend, but every time you see him interviewed now, it's all, oh, my wife wants money. England's not as good as it used to be, and I just think, shut mm. up, you moaning old man. You know, you're loaded. Who cares? She was married I to you for 20 years. I think you'll find I feel like I'm blaspheming speaking against John Cleese, but... Yeah, it's all right. Do shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and I did... Again, I, not an irrational dislike. Mm. Irrational I, dislike. I used to go the other way, rather than... I've uh, heard that. <laughs> rather than disliking uh, celebs, I feel a bit embarrassed about... I used to, when he presented this morning before the shame, I used to really like John Leslie when the food came out. He'd really get stuck in, like, yeah, give us a bit of the dinner. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I like that side of him. Obviously. No. You know, you know, you've, you've become a sort of unity Mitford. A what figure? <laughs> no. can't, can't, can't explain 1930s history at this, <laughs> this time. Of the, There's uh, a reference for 8, 12, 15, if ever there was. Th- th- those who get it will enjoy it, I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, so what? Frank. Oh, um, yes. I've been coming a bit of a Roy Cropper recently, oh, and yes. you know I don't like it when that happens. No, when you come a Cropper, no. I've had, it's to do with the Christmas build-up. 
I've been experiencing what I call a few Christmas curveballs. Can I explain to you in the cockerel what that is? Mm. So it's essentially, it's, you know, Christmas just seems to, there seem to be so, it's so fraught with kind of social disasters and faux pas. And I've been having a lot of them. I'd like to draw your attention to the um, EDG, which is the early doors gift. I hate an EDG. That's when someone calls you up and says, oh, should we meet on the 15th and exchange presents? Oh, yeah. No. I don't want to meet on the 15th and exchange presents. No. Hoping to get away without giving you a present, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. I've had a call from David Baddiel. He wanted me to go around on Saturday. I know his game. Why would you ask me around the week before Christmas? Mm -hmm. He wants a gift. He's after a gift. (laughs) (laughs) So so unkind. (laughs) I'm sure he just wants to see you. People get very touchy about early Christmases in general, I think. Yeah, I can't believe People will say, can you believe I I was in the supermarket... I've only got um, I've only got Christmas puddings yeah. <laughs> in November already, yeah. and, and, and people say it spoils it, doesn't it? Does it? <laughs> have you ever ever said uh, anyone, have a nice Christmas? Well, to be honest, it was absolutely ruined by a box of crackers I saw in <laughs> Debenhams. In wait for it, wait for it, November. <laughs> no one's ever said that, so I um. People do get touchy about the early things. I've seem- had three Christmas dinners already. Have, Have you? you? Yeah. If you count um, a uh, turkey and cranberry uh, pasty from the Cornwall pasty shop, <laughs> I'm not in sure. Liverpool Street. This is a, this is an insight into how Eamon Holmes lives every week. Yeah. <laughs> but I love a Christmas dinner, and I've had two proper ones, and I hope to squeeze another one in before I. What I'd really like is a Christmas dinner advent calendar, <laughs> where I open it every day, and there's a Christmas dinner in it. I have to eat before I go. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's one of the. I'm one of those people who thinks. I'm going to have, like, turkey and cranberry stuff and that on a regular basis throughout the forthcoming year. Yeah. Mm. And then I don't do it again until the next Christmas. They do sell mince pies all year round, don't they? But you'd never eat one, would you? No, nobody uh... ever does, but I think they're there. Who's buying them? No, because I had one at the filming of the BBC One Christmas advert and it felt wrong. Did it? Mm. And that wasn't so long ago. Did you have a Christmas jumper on? Was that the advert that we've seen? That's the one. Nice. You see, also, I worry about gifts as well, Frank, because... Essentially, there can be a disproportionate gift exchange. I found... I mean, I was relieved this morning. We exchange cards. The cockerel, very plain about it, don't do not do anything. I don't do cards. He don't, I would have I done don't gifts. do cards. If I'd been warned last week that we were nothing. doing gifts, I'd have done gifts, but you I'm get not bothered for cards. No. And, in fact, a mate of mine texted me the other day saying, what's your address, Al? And I just haven't replied, because I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to send well, you, you could, one. You <laughs> could have texted back, I don't do cards. Well, not just in... Right. Oh, Dave, if you're listening, just don't bother. It's not, not a problem. I imagine all the cockerels might have called Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Only about three quarters of them. <laughs> well, I've tried to get rid of presents. As you know, I've tried to remove presents. I don't buy my girlfriend presents. I don't buy... Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't want presents. I don't give presents. My manager is the one person who will not give in on it. Really? really? I said to him, "Let's not do presents this year. It's so hard to buy for." And he said, "Oh no, I like, I like presents. I love buying presents." I said, "No, I like presents." <laughs> and I thought, I "Love buying presents? Is there an in here?" I said, "What about receiving them? Is that as good?" He said, oh, "I love that too." And I thought, oh. "Oh, it's worth a try." <laughs> and um, so we, we, in the end, he bought me. Um, I'll tell you after. <laughs> Radio. We've had a good text in uh, re the uh, festive season huh? uh, from 754. 
Can I please have guidance on the appropriateness of happy versus merry in the standard Christmas greeting? <laughs> That's a good question. Mm. That is good, yeah. Because it always used to be merry oh. um, in, in, my, uh, in my youth. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, you'd get um, seasons greeted, so I've always been very keen on. No. So. Oh, that sort of thing your accountant sends you. Well, no, we used to get it on the school photo. You know, when, you oh, get, you yeah. know, when the school photo comes in, the, the Christmas one comes in a, a brown cardboard frame that used to yes. have seasons greetings on the front. Right. Um, but then, and then happy crept in, and I always thought, no, merry for Christmas, happy for Easter. For Easter. That was always my oh, yeah, view. Because yeah. you know, merry Easter, I've never heard. No, you don't get that, do you? I don't know why that is. Don't get that. But I think merry probably is associated with um, celebration, maybe even um, drunkenness. You know, mm. young Reports. women, young yeah. women lying on the pavement with their pants showing in a pool of sick and stuff like that. So I've switched to happy. I told myself. you I don't want to talk about last night. <laughs> <laughs> but I've I've switched to uh, happy as a result of that. Uh, merry, I'm associating with broken Britain. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> But um, whatever happened to Yuletide? I mean, that used to be occasionally When I was about 14, Frank, I, tr- I tried to be... I used to say, have a cool Yule. Oh, isn't oh, that tragic? You <laughs> did you try and invent cool yes, Yule? Yes, I did. It, ne- it never took off. <laughs> a friend Some of mine, of whenever uh, Abby Titmus was uh, mentioned, he used to say, and a prosperous new year. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, we've also had an email in. I like an email. Mm. Um, hello, Mr. Skinner. This is from Faye West. Hello, Mr. Skinner. What? Not the one who used to say, come up and see me sometime. No, this is Faye. Um, May West, Joe. Oh, Faye West. Okay. <laughs> I work... I'm at my most topical this morning. <laughs> I've gone from Unity Midford to May West. <laughs> Via the... Uh, the believ- what is, where I can't was he wait till you play um, anyway, the Glimpse of Stocking. It was Alexander Litvinenko. Of course it was. In a um, way, we all were. I'm actually, I was thinking of Georgie Markov, but carry Will on. you let me read this sorry, email? I'm sorry, I'm reading. Hello, Mr Skinner. I work at the Legal Ombudsman in sunny Birmingham. The Ombudsman? Mm. How? What next? Will we get a text from the Conciliation Service, <laughs> ACAS? <laughs> I'm hoping for Bob Crow. Um, I, we- used to, um, I used to sing... Uh, do you remember that Kate Bush... Um, song uh, rolling the ball rolling the ball to me no. do you not remember it? No. Yeah. I used to sing conciliation service conciliation service acres <laughs> I don't do it anymore and I think no. we've just found out why <laughs> carry on anyway we resolve complaints about lawyers because oh. we're such fans of your work we've named one of our meeting rooms after you what? we go there to be frank basically our 300 hard-working staff would be delighted if you could pop in to see us and try out new comedy material or efficiently open your room. What say you, Mr Skinner? Well, it's a, it's a big step. <laughs> well, there's a PS. Oh, okay. P.S. One of my team has carried a guitar across London for you some years ago with his friend Gemma Cooper. Oh, Gemma Cooper? Mm. Well, yes, I, I used to work with Gemma Cooper. Oh. She, um... Don't say it like we all know who it is. No, well, Gemma, I tell you what, Gemma Cooper gave me a burden I've had to carry for the rest of my life. Oh, oh God, oh. I hate these stories. <laughs> no, um, is that what the tablets are about? No, it's um, <laughs> she used to be a, an air hostess, and she told me um, the passwords for when there's um, trouble, for when no. there's danger of a crash. Like the code words. Oh. Yeah, <gasps> the things that they have to say to each other so the passengers don't know what's going on. I won't say them 
I won't say them because it's best not to know. Oh, uh-huh. and telling a wag like you is only going to end in tears. Yeah, what, what wife and girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, that sounds lovely, though. What, what an honour to have. Where is it at? <laughs> That's from Faye West. She just says sunny Birmingham, so okay. I don't know the actual location. Well, you know, it could, could happen. I'm not saying not saying no. It's an honour. There's a lot I like in this email. I like the uh, I like the phrase. Um, Try out your new comedy material. Yes. <laughs> well, I, if ever I'm trying out new material, my, my first stop is always an ombudsman. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do it in an office, don't yeah, you? Yeah, some so people much. go to a small comedy club, not Frank. I don't like the fact that she uh, that there's enough work in uh, complaints about lawyers for 300 hard-working staff. How many complaints are lawyers? I know that does make you wonder, doesn't what, it? What's their complaint? I reckon it's that they spend too long at the bar, isn't it? Because hey, oh, hey. bar also yeah. means yeah. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. I think 280 of the complaints came from Conrad Murray. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. Frank, uh, we've had a resolution. Hold on, uh, what I have to do yeah. uh, halfway through the show is say this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I'm with uh, Alan Cochran, and I'm with Emily Dean. I wish I had a jingle. Hello, Mr. Radio. I'll go on then. Sorry, Emily. It's all right, my darling. Um, Nine two five has texted in to resolve oh, the ongoing old, old English name heated debate <laughs> <laughs> about whether you say Happy Christmas or Merry Christmas. Yes. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. It's poor English to use the same word twice in a sentence. Yes. Poor English. I, I like. think that is a sub-editor. That's actually, that makes sense, though, doesn't yeah, it, Yeah, it does, yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, yeah. But, oh, there you, um, go. But you mm-hmm. see, happy, you can go happy and prosperous. Oh. Happy Christmas and prosperous New Year. Yeah, prosperous yeah. is good, Oh, no, I it? never wish people that. I don't want my friends to make money. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's just making money, oh. is it? Pros- to prosper is to do well. I don't right, know. Yeah. I grew up right. in the 80s. Uh, Frank, you were going to tell us, you and your manager, who oh, yes. I'm very fond, uh, exchange gifts. Yeah, well, I I mean, in the end, I just got in vouchers, which I know is always the last resort. Where from? W.H. Like, Smith? Um, no, I got theatre vouchers. Oh. But, you know, vouchers. <laughs> we both went, oh. It's all, I mean, I love getting vouchers. Vouchers is my favourite thing. But, really? Um, yeah, God, I love vouchers because, you know... That's uh, to me. It's them saying, acknowledging that my taste is superior to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny way of looking at that. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to use that as the trailer. Mm. <laughs> That's Cochran a funny, way, look- funny way of looking at it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, and he bought me uh, an enormous pocket watch. Oh. I mean, no, but I mean sort of Mad Hatter's tea party. I mean two feet across, and it's not it's it's not actually for the pocket. It is to hang on the wall. But well, it, that's it's what got, you give people when they retire. Isn't but it? it's got yeah. Do you think he's trying to tell me something? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like there isn't going to be another Frank Skinner's opinion. Is it? <laughs> yeah, so it's given me this enormous. Uh, it, it looks every in every detail a pocket watch, except it's massive. I, 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 when I hold it, I look like Jamie Collum. <laughs> 
<laughs> so um, he's he's brought me that for the. We for did the have walk. a conversation about the pocket watch, didn't we, on air? Well, I think, and we said you should get a pocket watch and a three-piece suit. And oh, you were, do you know he's you so like, thoughtful? Yeah, yeah, listening. This one, I'd have, to, I'd have to combine with the three-piece suite rather yeah. than three-piece. <laughs> it's lovely, but I, I I do like the idea of carrying it around as if it were my watch <laughs> and not referring to mm. it. But anyway, that was. Uh, so I I can't I. Now I've got, he's drawn me into the present thing because I didn't want to buy a present anyway. I said let's not You're do presents. Now. And then he's won because mm. I did vouchers and he did giant pocket watch. That's what I don't like. I don't like the competition. I just you know, <laughs> let's just forget about the present thing. And also, I like the way that in the media say you get all this stuff about you know some people are so materialistic now they forgot all the lovely things about Christmas. And then there's 19 articles saying it's a high street disaster. People aren't shopping yeah. and going out. I say let's not buy any presents at all except for children. Yeah, that's my. I'd love an amnesty. Yeah, I, I don't would. think you can give children as presents anymore though. I don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> give them a nice amnesty. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a. Uh, uh, a thing this week where I've noticed uh, just the last few weeks I've started to uh, go a, a bit archaic in some of the language that I'm using. Oh. I've caught myself emailing people that I'm meeting the next day and saying, see you on the morrow. That's a bit oh, I like old that. school. Yeah. I, say, I say, see you on the Steve. See you on the Steve morrow. <laughs> <laughs> Broken shoulder blade during a celebration or something. Like that. Oh. And, uh, and I think... Um, I heard on Radio 4 a very posh man. You know those sort of posh people that speak as if they've had a motorcycle accident and their jaw's been pinned together? How dare so they, you? They can't, <laughs> yes, can't I know move that. their lips like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this guy was saying, <laughs> yeah, all a bit Prince charles And he said, uh, I was told that I had to have a party phone call. And, uh, <laughs> and I'd, never, I'd never heard the phrase party phone call before. Well, and I think it is, it... is it a conference call? Is that <laughs> what, no. Well, what happened to the party? Do you remember the party line? Oh, towing the party oh, line. Oh, yeah. No, no, not towing the party oh. line, but sometimes you'd have a phone. It was a party line. It was cheaper. Yes. And sometimes you'd pick it up and someone else would be having a comment to put it back to. No. <laughs> yeah, you used to share phone lines. No. It was... Uh, this yeah. is from a time I've never heard of. When, when we first had a phone, which I was about 15, I think, when we first got a phone, and we all gathered round it and looked at it and was terrified it might ring. Uh, my mum used to answer the phone. Yeah, my mum would answer the phone and go, Hello, from about two feet away. Um, and uh, yeah, and that's, that's what you had. It was, the cheap version was a party line. So I think there was a, maybe t- two or three other people who used it. And so, with total strangers. Would total you, strangers. Yeah. You'd be so going, pick it up, you know, oh, can you get off, I want to speak to Frank. Okay, well, they never, <laughs> I never spoke to them. It, was, it wasn't the Don thing to butt in. <laughs> but, Frank, a party, what is it called, a party call? That sounds like one of those 0906 numbers. Yeah, I'm a bit That sounds like, oh, I'm no, waiting this, for your call. This um, is a very well to do, man. It's, I make a party phone call. <laughs> Just weird. Weird. The, fa- the whole phone world is changing. I read the other day that um, there's a massive drop in the amount of people who uh, do the speaking clock thing. Oh, yeah. People don't. They don't call speaking clock anymore. No. Time sponsored by Acurist. Yeah, you sat around there looking at him. Everyone does clocks in. they got them on your phone and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oh, you've got out. giant pocket watches knocking yeah, around. exactly. I couldn't get through to dial a disc the other day. <laughs> 153, one of my favourites. Oh, oh, God, I used to love dial a disc. Oh, I loved 153. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. 
I did a sort of a retro, not a retro phrase. I mm. sort of did a retro thing. Oh, oh. I um, I had to uh, wait for someone to um, to get me something, and I was sitting waiting, and I realised, and I don't know if I've done this before, never noticed. I realised I was actually twiddling my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I didn't realise people actually did that, but I was sitting I, just like I am now, and, I, and they were they were going at it. The thumbs, oh, really? oh, almost yeah. like they were squabbling. There was a hint of um, that they were playing hungry hippos. All right, um, or, and or I realised. I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> it's not. Uh, so I don't know if that's still uh, popular, but I thought that it's had quite gone out. retro. Mm. I said whatever this morning, and it, it feels positively Edwardian. It's so <laughs> retro <laughs> now. Is that, is, is that already out of date? Yes. Whatever. Whatever. Well, as you know, I'm a fan of Waza. <laughs> I'm trying to bring that back into uh, into British culture. I think the one pre- maybe I've never let go since school was um, you are. You are, yeah, yeah, uh, you, yeah do you do, do that. say that I quite that. a lot. I do that a lot. Yeah, uh, I'll give you an example. I did. Uh, I was uh, doing a Room 101 recently with Alice Cooper, and I showed a picture of Alice Cooper uh, with a with a snake, and he said. Uh, Oh, he said, uh, that's, uh, that's an albino boa constrictor. And I said, you are. <laughs> and um, he looks at me confused. <laughs> but it, it's so, uh, it's, there's a beautiful simplicity to you are, which, and it's, and it's variants, you know, like you did and stuff like that, which I, I love. I can't give it up. I can't I, and I won't. Mm. I like uh, I would at the end of sarcastic sentences. Oh, I, and what? Explain. I was uh, in a very busy tube station and somebody had stopped dead with their luggage in, mm. like, a thoroughfare and some bloke went, why don't you just stop dead right in the middle of a bloody thoroughfare? I would. And oh. I really like I would. Oh, OK. <laughs> and he didn't mean he would. He was being no, yeah. definitely sarcastic. He was. He was, he was he'd, he'd gone into the world of irony. Yes. I'd also quite like to bring back Gadzooks and If I Had My Druthers, which is What's in... What's the... What are those? If it, I Had My Druthers. I've never heard uh, If I Had My Druthers before. It's in, it's in the book To Kill a Mockingbird, and it means If I Had My I'd Rathers. So it's like, you know... Oh, do you I'm, know, if things I were love different, that. If I Had My Druthers. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's good, good that. Mm, I'm going to start Not using that. Not enough people use that. Mm. You know, I, I if used I Had to My say, Druthers, they would. Where I grew up in the black country, we used to say waro as a greeting. Oh, that's nice. You know, like, what I am, you're right. Be like that. And, mm. I, and I went out with uh, someone from uh, London, and uh, she heard me on the phone saying, oh, what oh, Jeff, you're right. And she said, what how do you go? I said, what oh? I said, what oh? And she pointed out to me, it's actually what ho is yeah, what we're yeah. saying. Which it's is like Robin some, Hood or Potion. Well, it's like Jeeves or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah, we always were, what oh, mate? Here you go. Your lot as well tend to say, mind how you go. Mind how you go, yeah. Oh, I find that you old. It's a bit lot. Dave Prowse. <laughs> Rather strange for Green a friend to say that to you. <laughs> mind how you go, yeah, I'd yeah. always say that. So now, Frank, never... Saying, what, oh, wow. I'm having an after eight. Never mind all this. <laughs> and it, in its individual <laughs> <What> black <laughs> envelope. <laughs> what about Sir Ian Botham? The after eight. Oh, and sorry. The, and the pet detective. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. oh I, I love, love this. Cause that I, I, story. Because I loved Ace Ventura, so do any any use of the phrase, but, um, Pet Detective. I love Sir Ian Beefy Botham. Um, <laughs> he was in the in the, the greatest named theatre show ever. <laughs> Which was what? Well, as you say, he's, he's known as... Um, Beefy. But, yeah, and he, he toured with uh, Alan Lamb, the uh, the other England batsman. No. And they did a tour, you know, a few clips, Q&A and all that. 
and it was called Beef and Lamb in a Stew. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And Frank, I was a big fan of his autobiography, Don't oh. Tell Cass. Is that what it was one called? you could have used? Maybe. I could have used that one as well. Yeah, good idea. He, yeah, was, uh, he's. Um, I don't quite buy um, Ian Botham hiring a pet detective. Do you not? Well, what? we should ex- explain what's happened. Is there's a missing dog called Woody? Called Woody, who's a, a sprocker, a cocker meat springer. Oh, that's what a sprocker mm, is. Oh, is yeah. Bit of word merging. Mm. Portmanteau word. Mm-hmm. And uh, it belongs to his son, Liam, the doll. Oh, I remember Liam, yeah. We mm. all thought, is Liam going to be, you know, is he going to be the next in line? Mm. Didn't happen. No. Uh, but there's a £5,000 reward, and they've called in this detective. Now, why... Yes, apparently so. Because the police have failed to find the dog, haven't they? The, mm. Yeah, think. but as, as I understand it, Ian Botham hasn't called in the pet detective. This is the, the son and his, and his new girlfriend, isn't Yes, his Because Ian yeah. Botham is the most no-nonsense. He's more <laughs> no-nonsense. He makes the cockerel seem like Gokwan. <laughs> he's <laughs> so no-nonsense. I do in a certain light. Yeah, yeah it, but he, he says... Th- I've heard him say things like he talk about a new rule that's br- been brought in and they'll discuss it and he'll say, well, that's as clear as mud. <laughs> he says that, things like that. I mean, talking of retro sayings. <laughs> He's the first man I saw use a technique which I have never used myself, but I have been tempted. And that is, I saw him walking across the thoroughfare at Lord's Cricket Ground. There's loads of people about and We're going to see him both of them. And he had the phone to his ear, but I'm 100% convinced <laughs> he wasn't on the phone. I think it was just to get him through the crowd without being spoken to. And uh, so, you know, you can, you can learn from uh, beef. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Meanwhile, Frank, over in Richmond, hmm. um, the case of the missing dog. Yes, no. Is it in Richmond? Yes, I believe do mean, so. Do you mean Fenton? <laughs> no. Oh, it said near Richmond, so I assumed that was Richmond, but apparently that's <laughs> North Yorkshire. It's yeah. Richmond, North Yorkshire, which is uh, William Higgs constituency. Oh, God, that's, uh, that's an ideal opportunity. No, no, no. For the cockerel to do his William Hague. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing a William Go Hague. Go on. <laughs> I'm not. I'm do not it, gonna. do it, Next do year, it. next year, cliffhanger. That'd you good, told us you had a really good William Hague impression. No, I, I, yeah. I used to do a William Hague impression when yeah. he was the leader, but I haven't brought it back, so it's, it's rusty by, what, at least six years. It's rusty maybe. lead. Rusty lead. <laughs> 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 I, I bet uh, Ian Botham's got a rusty lead. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, he's uh, lost his dog. He's <laughs> not getting the use. It <laughs> used to. Oh. Uh, wonder, wonder, who, who, who wrote the book of love? Good song. I believe nice. it was uh, Alex Comfort. <laughs> what, that wrote the book of love? Yeah. Oh, I know, I like that reference. Uh, yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> Don't know that book. It's a good that, one. The Alex Comfort reference. It's a good one. I can't. Pink beards. I can't because it's, it's got the word sex in it. I can't say oh, it on breakfast, right? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Pink oh, beardy yeah. man. Are you I not going to exactly do right. your William Hague? No. Do I was it. thinking of beardy man when you said Ian Botham there, and now I feel a bit... <laughs> I'll tell you another thing that was slightly creepy about that Ian Botham mm. story was that when I read it, there was a link to a dog dating website. You go, oh, that's... I was once in the park. You're not with that the, desperate, are you? I'm not. No, my <laughs> dog's my, my dog's been done. But I was in the park with a friend of mine, Justin, mm. and uh, he had his dog. And this other bloke came over, and his dog was running about with Justin's dog. And the bloke said to Justin, um, "Has she been done?" 
And Justin went, yeah, yeah, she's been done. He went, oh, that's a shame. They'd have made nice pops together. And it was... Oh, oh, get lost. <laughs> get lost. Creepy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can tell that uh, Justin <laughs> is one of the friends that the cockerel's made since he's been in show business. Not mm. Dave. Dave's from the past. <laughs> Justin, I imagine, is someone who uh, the cockerel met at uh, drama school. Justin's a... Uh, is that one of his Hummus <laughs> friends? He's, yeah. a, he's a roly-poly northern comedian, Justin yeah. Morehouse. <laughs> 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 Called him roly-poly, that's horrible, isn't it? Why yeah. did I do that? No, they love that. <laughs> that's why they're so jolly. Mm. Anyway, he's got a Labrador. And, yeah, we've both felt a bit creepy after that. No, answer, I don't, I don't. Yeah, you don't. Oh, what's a Whippet Labrador? A Wabador. No, it wouldn't have been. It, I, I can't remember what this other bloke's oh. dog was, this creepy guy. I'm going to oh. call him Creepy Guy from now on. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you said I, you like Ace Ventura Pet Detective, though. I think the opening scene of that, where he's kicking the fragile box down the corridors, funny, properly funny. What about the? Uh, what about Ace Ventura 2, the opening scene where he's on the cliffside? Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I suggest you have a reprise. Oh, will you? Yeah. Have you got the box set? We'll get the, uh, get the blockbuster card out. Oh, man, I love, I love Jim Carrey. I love okay. it. OK. <laughs> reviews now from that's uh, it. 11-year-old boys. That thing, uh, that thing about retro phrases, I have another friend, and if I'd have said, oh, I love Jim Carrey, he'd have said, oh, why don't you marry him then? <laughs> Which is what he says if you say, I love anything. I still love that. I like that. That's yeah. Fun. You could say, oh, I love boiled eggs. Well, why don't you marry them then? <laughs> well, Ian in Wandsworth says, I found myself saying smashing last night. We won't ask what was that was in uh, regards he, to. Was he with Richard Keyes? <laughs> Jim Bowen. <laughs> uh, Jim Bowen's still alive? Yeah, I think that's, so. Uh, that's a text in <laughs> friend of mine works on talk sport and uh, he's uh, he's killed two people in the last couple of months people who he's referred to as the light somebody and then he's had a phone call to say actually uh, <laughs> i'm his agent and he's still alive <laughs> <laughs> gotta be careful i think jim uh, i think jim's still around isn't he jim carrey oh, yeah. no jim bowen no jim bowen <laughs> they're off off mistake and what would ace ventura have been like if jim bowen <laughs> had done it <laughs> jim carrey <laughs> No, he's not right, that dog. I worry, worry about him. Anyway, <laughs> let's see what that dog could have been. <laughs> yeah. They'd have finally used that speedboat. <laughs> Frank, Frank, Frank Skimmer. Frank Skimmer. Absolute radio. Hey, I was, um, I drove to uh, a football match last week oh. and back again. And I was listening to uh, what I've been listening to on my um, football jaunts of late. Regular listeners will know I love an audio book, mm -hmm. and I've been listening to Catch Twenty Two by uh, Joseph Heller, which is uh, brilliant. I've seen the film, but never got round to the book. So um, I think we've had the debate before about whether you listen to the radio radio book. You can then say the audio book. Yeah. You can say you've read the book. Oh yeah. Or do you have to say, oh yeah, I've heard that. It's great. And people say, what that. do you mean, heard it? And yeah. Then it, Anyway, I think it's I think it's the same as reading it, more mm. or less, but not quite, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Anyway, com um, CD twelve, I think it was. It started jumping most horribly. So it would. It, oh. Where do you want it? it oh. get, you're Syrian. You, you, there's a plane, and it's like, and, and, mm. I, and I couldn't. I tried it about three times, couldn't fix it. So now I'm in this terrible situation where I'm, I'm near the end. I'm only three CDs away from the end, four CDs. Mm. Only? Yeah. And then, but bear in mind, I've listened to 12. Wow. And um, 
And now I'm thinking, well, I'll have to get the book mm. and then finish it by reading the book, you know, reading the last bit. But it feels wrong to me. Mm. It feels wrong to mix mediums. Yeah. Like that. I feel like, you know, it's the grape and the grain argument. It is, yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> you know if you phone someone, or say the worst thing of all, if you text someone and they phone you back, mm-hmm. and you say, yes. no, whoa, whoa, I started this process. I, I choose the rules of communication. Yeah. I, it's one of my worst things. And I, I realise I kind of, it, obviously, it's not a rule that you can't listen to the first part of a book in an audio book <laughs> and then um, and then finish it with a book. But to me, it's, it's a personal rule. Mm-hmm. And I realise I'm quite strict on myself on those things. Like, I, um, I have to stand with my weight equally balanced on both legs rather oh. than go on to one leg. Basically, because I used to have uh, a habit of standing in... Um, well, what ballet enthusiasts will know as fourth position. Oh, yes. And it looks quite camp on a man. <laughs> and uh, it puts quite a lot of the weight onto one leg, and the other one is kind of slightly splayed out at the side. I think I do this. Do you? Well, it, it was my natural pose. Oh. And, um, and then uh, a physiotherapist said, what you're it's doing... It's a contraposto, isn't it? Um, yes. I couldn't eat anything else. <laughs> I've just had <laughs> an after-eight. After <laughs> no, it's um, <laughs> in its individual black envelope <laughs> and um looking for some voiceover work yeah, yeah. always I, I don't actually i don't do it mm. i don't sell out <laughs> i'd rather staff no, um fourth position yeah so well, yeah so Posto. it's classical yeah, so, sculpture pose yeah go on so I, apparently if you stand on one leg like that with all the weight on one leg you strengthen that one leg and weaken the other i, mm. I can't have that mm-hmm. no. a man who you know because i'm walking all just like me so now i very consciously stand on on both legs no what you know I, i've imposed that on myself you're quite into sort of self-imposed restraint i find yeah i think it's a catholic thing i'll be honest with you no it's good that you're a stickler a rule. Hmm. I would say special dispensation applied in the case of the audiobook, though. You were thwarted by yeah. technology. It was I through was. no fault of your own. But once I get it, like drinking water, you know, I've now come to, to terms with the fact you've got to drink plenty of water if you want to be oh, yeah. a good person. Because we came from the water. I think we have to top up. And I don't know about you, but I hate water. <laughs> <laughs> Water is <laughs> rubbish. It's so rubbish. You can tell how rubbish water. This is this is my rule of thumb for water. Any anything that's never been pimped out as a flavour in something else, like strawberries, you get yeah. strawberry this, strawberry mousse, strawberry chocolate, <laughs> strawberry cream, all sorts of things. You know, lime all over the place. Water. Have you ever been into a ice cream parlour and they've said right we've got pistachio strawberry <laughs> water <laughs> no that's that's ice isn't it mate <laughs> no no we call it water who's going to have that nobody absolute radio frank skinner frank <laughs> is it wrong that i use the same scissors to wrap presents that i cut my toenails with that is from tony i hasten to add <laughs> okay. not my query um i think that's fine is it? It means that every present is, in a way, wrapped in you, <laughs> because your DNA is on the uh, on, uh, on the seam of each joint. Yeah, I uh, I sneeze to uh, keep that, keep the seal. Let's leave it there, the shall we? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I am. Um, I'm a bit. I'm a bit um, relaxed. It's something my girlfriend points out. I'm a bit relaxed with scissors. What I'll, do you mean? You know, I'll do um, the bacon with them, oh, yeah. and then um, wrap a few presents. The you look know. of horror on the producer's face. Yeah. I've never seen the light. Do my nose hair and, and all that. I, I do a lot of um, I do a lot of snipping of meat. Because yeah. um, yeah. I'm, I'm one of the few things I can oh. cook is a pasta, you know. So I get I get the pesto sauce. Then I like a bit of uh, small small sections of meat. Mm. So the scissors are an absolute godsend in in that uh, mm-hmm. situation. Mm. What else? Two six six. What about watermelon, Frank? But watermelon doesn't taste of water, is it? It's not water <laughs> flavoured. Watermelon. I've had watermelon ice cream and, and watermelon uh, jelly belly, and uh, they're quite nice. Mm. Watermelon is a slight con, if you don't mind me saying, in that it's waterless. It's ought to be called melon mm. brackets. I'm with you, Frank. I loathe water. Water is one of the most it's disgraceful. I mean, there might be people now listening from the third world waiting yes. for water who don't understand this, but that's because they've never tried Nesquik. That's my view. <laughs> it's what the third world misses more than anything. Yeah, well, especially Manchester banana. Oh, yeah. So Frank, you, you don't like water. Where do you stand on snow? Well, usually. I stand on no. Um, I love snow. Oh. oh no! I absolutely love snow. I, I I'm very excited that, that, that there might be. I'm I'm going on a bit of a walk with my uh, girlfriend and uh, sister. Um, I really wish I'd got them out about the house jingle to play. <laughs> but we're going on, on on a bit of a walk, and uh, I'm really hoping it snows. And you know. Why? Excellent. So it'll be treacherous, and we'll be trapped and be on the news. <laughs> It'll be my only chance to meet Prince William. <laughs> when the helicopter comes over the horizon, because my theory is he's been—he's got an extra cushion in his helicopter. That's mm. took the top of his hair. <laughs> I hate snow, Frank. Do you? I'm really do you? Sorry. Oh no, you don't. I—I I, I can't bear snow, and I hate the. F- I think for kids, fine, but it's like people with a mortgage rolling around in the snow. It's weird. That's me. That's I know. <laughs> That's me a year ago. That's do you exactly. do you line your back into those um, snow that. angels? Yeah, yeah. I was out there with my boy, and, and we made a snowman last year, and oh, then he had to realise that it had gone. Oh, yeah, I love a snowman. I took a picture of a snowman. Um, I was because if it starts snowing like heavy, me mm. and my girlfriend always go out for a walk, no, no matter what time of the night it is, because it's mm. always light when it's snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. But that for a slogan, <laughs> and. Um, I saw someone had built a snowman sort of climbing over this wall. It was it oh, was climbing. And I thought, that's brilliant. So I took a photo of it. And then I was on the one show a couple of days later, and they were asking people, as they do on the one show, mm-hmm. sending photographs of your snowman. <laughs> so they can hold them up, stuck to car, not quite well stuck, so there's the odd bobbling uh-huh. going on. Yes, I don't like that car. So thing, I said, oh, well, I've got a picture of a snowman. We can use mine, a bit of a, you know, a bit of intertextuality, and, you know, the guest brings one <laughs> in and all that. And they, they, they said, oh, yeah, that's a brilliant snowman. And then when they came in, they said, I'm sorry, but when we blew it up, it had genitals. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, well, I hadn't noticed. I honestly hadn't noticed. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they were, they were of snow. It wasn't... Um, it wasn't a, the old traditional <laughs> carrot and coal, <laughs> which is what I imagine a tiger's must look like. <laughs> no, pardon? This is like an old joke, isn't it? My mum used to tell me this, about what? what's the difference between a snowman and a snowwoman. If this is going to be rude, don't, don't give me the punchline. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'll tell you after then, it's not <laughs> okay. that rude. Okay. <laughs> no, but I honestly hadn't... No, on my iPhone picture, and even when I saw it on the night, I hadn't picked up on the... Uh, 
on it that. It wasn't part one of show it. sabotage. No, it wasn't. It wasn't uh, extended. It was. It was flat. Well, maybe I'll try. <laughs> I might try and embrace Frank. Sorry. I might try and embrace the snow this year, Frank. Yeah, honestly, I would okay. recommend it. I think I also on on the series of of, of excellent uh, snowmen, snowmanry, mm. and snow sculpture. I I I heard from my inside information at the BBC that eleven of the 15 polar bears in David Attenborough's Frozen Planet were made of snow. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah? Two of the others were um, <laughs> pyjama cases. <laughs> he, he's a scoundrel. <laughs> anyway, look, we come to um, the end of um, another year of this show. Mm. We've seen many changes. Mm. But um, we're still carrying on. <laughs> um, we're on holiday over the festive period, yes. But uh, could you tell I was reading that? Because I don't, I don't yeah. often casually use the phrase the festive period. But, but will I will miss you, boys. Mm. Yeah, we'll keep in touch. Yeah. But there will be a best of show on uh, Christmas Day and on New Year's Eve, both from 10 a.m. That'll be great. It'll be like a greatest hits thing. Which is, there's nothing better at Christmas than a greatest hits. Mm. Um, not the weekend podcast, however, will be available, and a completely new, fresh one will be available on Wednesday morning. So this is not a complete farewell but it's our on-air farewell and mark crossley is next um as always it's been an absolute joy i can't tell you how much i love this show i know some of you don't but just shut up about it <laughs> shut up about it listen to someone else then um it's my advice but um i love it and uh, i love you all so have a very very merry christmas from the three of us um and uh, and a um what would be a word that isn't happy for New Year? And oh, that's lovely. Yeah, nice. oh, that's a leper going past in Golden <laughs> Square. <laughs> they always out this time of the year. No, that was <laughs> Emily ringing a bell. No, that's lovely. Um, and have a, um, a retrospective New Year. Let's see, I've come up with I, I've come up with an adjective. Um, so if if the good Lord's willing and, and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back in January. Um, Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner.